Welcome back to Two Wacky Teacherpreneurs Tell All. On today's episode, we are going to talk about, well, we have another episode on productivity, but I'm going to wrap it into a book that I briefly mentioned last week. We're going to talk about how do you know you're on the right path and how do you know you're spending time on things that you should be spending time on? There are some things that other entrepreneurs have learned. You don't have to stumble through this process. Learn from them and help yourself. Welcome to the Wacky Teacherpreneurs Podcast. Your hosts, Jess and Amanda, have been friends and teacherpreneurs for years. Along with their successes, they've had lots of failures, foibles, and fumbles. And now they're here to share it all with you. Stay tuned for some funny times and awesome business insights. Let's go behind the scenes of their teacher businesses now. Raw, unfiltered, real. Let's get started. I get a lot done when I'm working, but I feel like I've been an entrepreneur for 10 years now or something, and I always feel so unproductive. Like, what have I accomplished in all of those, in a decade? A lot, but it hasn't led to much. (laughs) You know what I mean? So tell me, tell us about this book and the, the advice where, where should we put our energy? And I feel like, so I'm in B school, Marie Forleo's B school. And she's, uh, and what's great about B school, I signed up for B school like six years ago. And every year, alumni can are invited back to do it over again. And I, this is the first year I've come back and like, I'm doing all the modules again and going to the office hours. And I swear, I went to the office hours on Thursday And every single person asked the same question, but just kind of, it was applicable to their life and their business. And the question was, I have so many things. What do I focus on? What do I, what do I put my energy on? I feel like that's like the biggest question that entrepreneurs, especially teacherpreneurs have, like, where do I put my energy? Yeah. So in this book, and I mentioned this book last week, just really briefly, and it's called We Should All Be Millionaires by Rachel Rogers. She is a lawyer. She's a lawyer and she started her own business and it's a multi-million dollar business. And most lawyers don't make, you know, unless they're they're the Kardashian lawyers, right? They don't make multi-million dollars. So, but but she figured out a way to do it. And so she kind of talks in the book about, you know, what, what if you don't know what to do, what should you do first? So like, I thought I'd talk about that first. Like, what if you're, you're chasing too many rabbits? How do you know which rabbit to chase? How do you know what to go for? And there was a couple of things that I wrote down that were kind of interesting. One is she talked a lot about how a lot of people are good at a lot of things. And when they're working, they're in a zone of excellence, Right. And I think as teachers, we get used to being in the zone of excellence because we feel like after so many years, you start to feel like, you know what, I can do this job. Do I enjoy it? Do I love it? I don't know. I mean, sometimes. Right. But you know that you're you know that you're using uh, best practices. You know that students are engaged. You're 
maybe you're excited over certain lessons, you know, when you know, when you've had a great lesson or a great day, and you know, that you're a good teacher, and that is really living in your zone of excellence. And that's where a lot of especially women who have like an entrepreneurial heart, they kind of get stuck in this zone of excellence where they're they're really good at a lot of different things. But like, what we want to do is try to find our zone of genius. And your zone of genius is trying to figure out like, where do you shine above everyone else? Like, what do people go to you for more than anything? And how do you make money on that? And so one activity in the book she talked about is if you just don't know where to start and you're like, gosh, I really love a lot of things. I'm all over the place. I'm a jack of all trades. That's kind of one of my personality traits is I like doing a lot of different things. And I like chasing a lot of different rabbits, especially when it comes to business. I could do this. I could do that. I'm into this. I'm passionate about that. And so she does talk about how you really, you can't chase the multiple rabbits. You got to go after one thing, but how do you figure out what that one thing is? One of the activities is listing like 25 things that you do really great, like that you're super good at. And then like when you list those 25 things and like basically complimenting yourself 25 times, like what are 25 things that you are just incredible at doing? And then when you're looking at the list, and I don't know if she really said this, but I was like, well, how do you narrow down from those 25 things? I was thinking that, you know, some of those things on the list are going to be your true gifts to the world. And she does talk about like utilizing your gifts. So like, which, what out of the 25 things, like which one of those things, or maybe a small group of things feel like, like you are giving something that other people just don't have. And it might be like a combination of traits and things that you do, but there's going to be things on the list of 25 that make your heart sing. They make your heart sing. And when you're in a zone of genius, not only do you go into a workflow, uh, and there's a lot of books about reaching your flow. And it's when you're working and the hours are just passing by and you're so involved at what you're doing that time is flying. You're being productive, but things are flying. That's your that's that's when you're in the zone. That's when you're in flow. And so really it's it's narrowing down like, you know, when you're in flow and you're maximizing your profits you're in your zone of genius. So like when you're, we find something that you can do effortlessly and you're super good at it and you just, you lose time doing it, but you could also be charging people money to do it like that. That's where you reach your point. And I think we all have things we think we're good at, but which one of the things on the list do you just lose yourself into? You just completely get lost and you're just like hours could fly by and you're like, wow, it's already noon. I just started at 8 a.m. And I've already invested four hours into this. I've been having so much fun with it. That's what you need to go for. That's your rabbit to chase because that's what you want. You want to be in your zone of genius. And zone of genius, we're very creative. And the creativity is not hard. One thing that that really, really struck a chord with me is just like so often like we're trying, trying, trying to like make money and it's hard. Like it feels hard. And when we're in our zone of genius, it's not hard. It's easy. And that kind of made sense to me a little bit. Hmm. This is interesting. I mean, I, I feel like I've definitely heard this before, 
Yeah. Um, you know, and like Marie Forleo talks about multi-passionate people. And I think a lot of people that follow Marie Forleo and a lot of, I think entrepreneurs are, and teachers are multi-passionate people. Yeah. And so I think the thing I'm, the, the thing I'm getting hung up on is if we're multi-passionate, then we can get in that zone with a lot of different things. So you still haven't answered the question. You gotta, you gotta <laughs> pick, pick one. You, you gotta just pick one and go for it. And she actually talks about that. She's like, you have to pick one. You have to pick one and go for it. And this was another thing I was thinking of, like the other note that I wrote down is it was like, she said, most people, even in business, in their own business, they keep trying to get better at things that they're bad at, right? Like maybe they're bad at, you know, attracting people with Facebook ads, or maybe they're bad at webinars. I'm trying to think of like things that you're actually really good at, but social media. Bad at. yeah, social maybe they're bad media. at social media. So they keep trying and trying and trying like, you know what? I'm so bad at this. I'm going to buy a course and try to get better at this. And it's totally the wrong approach to your business. You should be trying what you're the best at and getting better at it and better and better and better at what you're the very best at. And that's when you start to make more money. Well, and just, I I just want to say this about us. When you were saying that, like, what are you really good at? What could you do all day long and just really enjoy it? And for us, and I think a lot of teachers, maybe not all of them, talking, (laughs) talking, talking. I love talkers. I love talking and, and and monologuing. And I'm like, okay, should I be like a Ted talk speaker? I mean, well, and also just a speaker, you know, a someone who speaks publicly, you know, but I think we're both introverted. We're both, I mean, I've discovered recently that I have RSD, which is something that a lot of people with ADHD have. It's, do you know what RSD is? No, I've never heard of it. Rejection sensitivity dysphoria. So it's like you become highly anxious and hyper-focused on whether people like you or not. Really, like you care a lot about what people think. And so, yeah, I don't know. I think maybe that has been one of my struggles is that like, I love talking. I love sharing my opinions, but I like sharing it to an empty room. (laughs) You know, like, I don't want to, I don't want to like see anyone. I don't want to like interact with anyone because then I'll get all like insecure and feel like people hate me. And, you know, like all these like anxious things happen. Um, so, I mean, to me, when you're talking about all this, I'm thinking blogging and podcasting. I mean, those are my zones of genius, you know, and, um, bookkeeping, but what about all the other things that entrepreneurs have to do? Does she talk about that? Like, I mean, I'm a one woman show over here and I have to do all this book keeping, you know, and QuickBooks. I use QuickBooks. I don't know what you use. I love QuickBooks online, by the way. Um, and like that stuff, you're supposed to do that every month. You're supposed to do your bookkeeping. Guess how many times I do it? Once a year. <laughs> and, I, and I hate it because it takes me like four days straight or something to like get everything. So anyways, but I feel like that's that's the problem is like entrepreneur, like if you're just a one person show, 
you have to do things you don't like you know does she talk about well, I mean I don't know I think that there's such a thing as just creating a business plan and a schedule that you stay up on I was reading about like getting really like the very last part of her her book is about like maybe doing things you're uncomfortable with. And one thing a lot of people are uncomfortable with is facing their finances. And I know you recently like went to the accountant and stuff and just like, but doing that every single month, like you have to do it as a small business owner, you have to set aside X amount of hours, but that's not like where 80% of your money or time is going into. Yeah. I mean, it's just like putting that on the calendar and saying, listen, every Thursday at three o'clock, I'm going to review my business bank account. I'm going to enter into QuickBooks, things I need to enter, and I'm going to look at my goals. Yeah. Right. And so it's just, it's just about like, you know, scheduling time. I mean, honestly, when, you know, she's talking, I mean, it is, it is a little unrelatable in a way that she's already a millionaire. Right. And I think once people are already millionaires, they forget how hard it is, like in the very beginning, even though she did start with nothing. She started with absolutely nothing. She was really impoverished. She had like a 490 credit score. And I mean, she's really gone up and she's made a lot of uh, positive improvements to her life financially. And I think like once you get to a certain level, it is a little hard. Um, Some things she did to kind of like level up, like because it's all about once you make more money, you can hire out for those tasks you don't like. Yeah. And that's what she talks about is like, how do you hire a team of people? And you know what, but you need to find that zone of genius where you are making more money so you can hire out the things you don't like yeah. cleaning your house. That should be number one. Nobody should be, no entrepreneur should spend time cleaning their house. They should <laughs> all hire out for that because it's the biggest waste of time. It takes up the most hours of everyone's life. You should always have a house cleaner once you can afford one, because it takes up, like if you add up all the hours you spend cleaning in a year, it is enough to run a, a part-time business. It's usually, it's something, it's so ridiculous. It's like 7,000 hours a year. Like the average person spends cleaning their house wow. where they could be delegating that job to someone else and think about how much money you would make working for 7,000 hours. It's crazy. It's crazy. Maybe it's not 7,000 hours. Maybe it's less than that, but well, anyway, it's a lot of time. It's a lot of time. And that really, that, that, you know, and that's what you have to think about is like, what is the one money-making strategy that would propel me to the next level? And so she talks about that. Like once you find your zone of genius, one, usually people uh, don't charge enough money for their services or their products. That's usually their number one mistake is they're just not charging enough money. And I know we've had this chat going back and forth on some of your products, right? It's just like, how much is too much? Because I do think the teacher market is going to be a little different than the lawyer market. Like yeah. she's selling legal services. I do think it's a little different dealing with public servants. But she does talk about how most people undervalue their work and time. They completely undervalue themselves. And then she talks about like the next step is really getting into a mastermind group of people that are making the amount of money you want to make because you make the amount of money as the like the seven people you hang around the most. Those people kind of dictate how much money you're going to make in your small business the next year. Really? Yeah. So like really looking at like joining a mastermind group where people are above you is really key because you just start just having those connections with other people, like more successful entrepreneurs, it pushes you to the next level 
in your business. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, because you have it, you have people like a community of people you can bounce ideas off of and people can share what's working for them and what's yeah. not working for them and get feedback on stuff. I really think that masterminds are where it's at for sure. Yeah. Um, and just, she talks about just like your friendship groups too. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, people have friends from all walks of life, but I think as teacherpreneurs, we probably have a lot of teachers that are our friends. Those are the people you're spending most of your time with. You're going to get more stuck in their mentality, right? You're going to get more stuck with the public servant working 40 hours, or for not 40 hours, but working 40 years until retirement, because that's that's what the mind frame that they're in. So you are who you hang out with all day. So she really talks about gaining entrepreneur friends that are really successful and want the same things that you want. And there's a lot of like local groups people can join to to find other entrepreneurs that are looking to make the money that they want to make. And just by being in contact with those people, They've done studies on this. You will make more money having rich friends, basically. And there's so many courses on that and stuff like, oh, the rich friends courses. I've heard about this before, but it was kind of interesting listening to some of that is it makes you evaluate like who are the seven people you spend the most time with each week? I mean, most people, it's their family. But if you look outside your family, who is it? Who are you spending all your time with? And chances are whatever they do in their businesses or in their lives, you're kind of mirroring that. And so if you force yourself to go outside of those seven people and find, basically find new friends, (laughs) which I know is so much easier said than done. Right. But the first step could be joining something like a paid mastermind group uh, because people are like, well, how do I find a mastermind group? Well, a lot of them it's pay to play. You got to pay money to get in. You got to, it's like going to a a golf club or whatever. And you pay like a yearly fee to go to the golf club and golf with the golfers uh, because they want to attract certain kinds of people. And it's not very inclusive when you think about that at all. It's not an inclusive practice, but it is a practice that works. And this this book is written by, she's a famous Black lawyer. And so she does talk about a lot about how this whole system is not like this whole white, white men are mostly millionaire system and controlling all of these business deals. This is, this is kind of the way of the world, but we can like break into their, their circles and find and create circles with other people that want the same things, but are also doing the same things. It's not just about finding people that want what we want. It's about finding people who've already done what we're looking to do. Those are like our mentors, but like really becoming friends with those people. And they really open up a whole new world. This is exciting because I feel like this is where the two wacky teacherpreneurs that tell all are headed. Um, I think we're, you know, we're having fun recording podcast episodes and just hanging out together every Sunday is what, when we record, we try and record as many episodes as we can. Um, But we've been talking a lot about like bringing in people who who are our listeners and we know you're out there, you're listening um, and hopefully getting to know you all better through um, a free community um, where we can really collaborate um, maybe through Facebook, a Facebook group. We'll see maybe. 
What do you think? Yeah. And you know what I was thinking is like this podcast has kind of become our own mastermind because each week we're coming with like new things that have happened to us and new goals that we have or new things that we're working on. And in a way, like we talk and we have like these venting sessions a little bit, but we also give each other a lot of cool new ideas, things to think about. And just because I think our worlds are a little bit different. Right. And so I think we're always bringing new ideas to each other. And so like, if you're just listening to this right now, technically you are a part of our mastermind chat because you're listening to our chat right now. And a lot of it, like anytime you're getting together with people talking about business and goals, that is a mastermind. And so it's kind of like whoever's listening right now is a part of our mastermind chat already. But yeah, we are going to start a Facebook group and, you know, try to get to know people a little bit better, like bring you into this chat that we have every week. Yeah, it's exciting. We don't know what we're going to call it yet. But we haven't decided. Yeah. Um. Okay, so any other last takeaways from this book that you want us to know about? Um, let me see. This one thing kind of like it it felt it felt like it felt personal. You know when you're reading a book and you're like, did they just write that about me? <laughs> yes. Like it happens to me all the time or you're watching a show or you're having a conversation and you're like, how is that person in my head right now? This is, this is bonkers. One thing they talked about is like, you know, as, as teacherpreneurs and entrepreneurs and women, I think that we just, we get down on ourselves a lot and we think that we're being lazy with our time, right? Like we think, oh, we have all this time a week. Everyone has the same number of minutes and we're just being we're being lazy like if we don't get things done but like she said really we need to flip the switch on that for our productivity um and we're not lazy we're tired because we do so much like we just do like and teacherpreneurs do so much as an educator, as a teacher, I mean, I know that you're you're homeschooling right now. It's just we're not lazy or unorganized or not on the right track. We are tired. Like there is and we need to recognize that being tired is it's like it's like being sick, right? You can't help being tired. You can't just like, oh, I'm so tired. I mean, it sounds like something that you could just go take a nap and fix. It's not like that for most women that are raising families and trying to grow a business or have full-time jobs. Like being tired is, I mean, it's a, it's a legit excuse. It's not like, I mean, it's something very serious and it's something that we need to. And that's why this whole idea of just charging more for things, you know, so we work less is, uh, is catching on with a lot of people. That's how people are making more money. It's just like charging more for their services and time because we are so tired and compared to, and a lot of people are comparing it to other people like in our lives mainly men, right? Like looking at their responsibilities, like in a household environment, a lot of times it's a little imbalanced and that can cause like more, um, more tiredness or children, you know, in in your life, like you're probably the one working, working, working. And it's just like, just kind of flipping that switch in your head that you haven't been lazy. You haven't been unproductive. It's not that you didn't do 
something on your list that you should have done or you weren't working hard enough. It's that you're tired because you're you're doing so much. And I just thought that was really cool. Like, and this whole kind of like shift in your own head of like, you know, looking at your your zone of genius, like what makes you shine? What makes you happy? What puts you in that flow? What kind of activities make make you feel less tired, right? But if you are feeling tired to not beat yourself up, and if you just can't handle something, a part of your business this week, it's not you being lazy. It's nothing negative. It's that you're, you're, you got too much on your plate. We all do. It's just like the nature of being teacherpreneurs. I love that. I thank you. I really needed to hear that because I didn't post a blog post or a podcast episode this week. And, you know, there, there were thoughts of, you know, like, oh no, you're getting off track and you suck. And, but then, I mean, I have a therapist, so her voice is in my mind a lot. And, and, but I love that this, this author is talking about this too, that no, 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 you're doing so much. It's okay. And I think some people might think, well, you're just making excuses. No, no, it's not that, you know, like, we being tired is a legit like state of mind and physical state. I mean, like it's like having a cold. You can't help just being tired, and so many of us are. Yeah, we're, we're and it's just, fine. We're it's just, too much. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I I totally, totally agree that we're doing too much. My husband keeps trying to get me to read these books. Have you ever heard of Brandon Sanderson? Uh, no, they're like I mean, these sci-fi never. books, and they're like page oh, no. turners. Yeah, and he's like, go, go lay in bed and, and just read a book. And you know, it's so hard for me to do that, but it feels good to just lay down and read a book. But there's all these thoughts, like I could be doing this, I could be doing this, I should be doing this, I should be doing that. Like, I mean, obviously that makes somewhat, that can make a person tired, you know, all the things we should be doing. And then I want to mention one thing, because this is related. um, And I haven't read this book, but there's a book out and it's causing a huge, um, I don't even know, it's a phenomenon. There's a huge uh, shift going on for women. It's called Fair Play. And there's actually a deck of cards that goes with the book that you and your partner can go through. And they talk about how, um, and it's like cards, it's like 200 tasks or something. And it's not about having like an even number of cards per person in the relationship. It's about having cards that you, that, that are your strengths and that you're willing to take full responsibility for and that you feel good about taking responsibility for that that card and and so splitting them up that way and um and just having those kinds of conversations with your with your partner um is so important and but also very hard. Should we wrap this episode up? I, love I think that. it's been yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah, I think this was a great this was a great one and just I mean I know a lot of it just seems really hard to wrap like you know, when you're, when you're getting advice from millionaires, it is hard, right? When you're yeah. not, a millionaire. it is so no. hard, but it did make me think who are the seven people I talk to the most every week? Who do I hang out with outside of my family? Like, who are those seven people? And, you know, how do they impact my business? 
am I growing because of those seven people or am I somewhat stagnant? And should I force myself to look for a mastermind, look outside of that pod of seven people? And that, that was one of my big takeaways. And also just kind of thinking about like, what is my zone of genius? What is it? Like, that's something we all have to figure out is what is our, and there's a difference between being excellent at something and being in your zone of genius. Like there's just a difference. So those were my big takeaways. And I think it was a really fun episode. Thanks for letting me talk about another book. Yeah, I think it was fun. I thought it was fun. And I thought it kind of related to a lot of what you're going through right now, which is why I really wanted to talk about it. Yeah, no, I really, really, really appreciated hearing about it. And I I, I think I'm going to read it myself. Should we end with our typical toodle <laughs> word? <laughs> okay. Thanks for listening to this extremely serious episode brought to you by some truly wacky teacherpreneurs. Visit our website, wackyteacherpreneurs.com to get more support growing your business. Please leave us a five-star review. And remember, if you share this podcast with 10 other people, you have good luck forever.